Well, today we celebrate the memorial of Saint Martha, and uh, it comes fast upon uh, two Sundays ago. We we had this special reading from Luke with, of Martha and, and Mary and all of that. So we've got a lot of Martha going on here recently. Um, just a, I'll, I'm going to follow a number of commentators in their interpretation of this passage in the gospel here. I, I agree with a certain um, line of thought that says Martha had great faith. She had full faith in the uh, divine sonship of Jesus, which is no small deal, which is no small thing. You kind of got to put things in context. At that time, 2,000 years ago, probably the majority, maybe not all, but the majority of the Jewish people were expecting uh, the Messiah to look and behave a certain way and do a specific set of things, okay? And they had a very this-worldly, carnal understanding of the Messiah. They conceived of the Messiah primarily as a political figure who was going to come and kick some butt and, and liberate the Jewish people from the yoke of the Romans. That was what the majority of Jews were thinking the Messiah was going to do. And there was probably groups here and there who took a more spiritualistic view of the Messiah, but, but for the most part, this is what the Jewish people were expecting the Messiah to look like. And so, now Jesus comes, and he's, externally speaking, he is very impressive. He's very impressive. I mean, he's working miracles, okay? He's healing people of blindness, of congenital blindness, people who were blind from their birth. Um, he's an exorcist. He is... Uh, evidently very, very wise man, uh, and he has a whole, this, this kind of charisma and authority about him. Nonetheless, he, j- he doesn't line up exactly with the expectations of what people were expecting. So while he is kind of impressive externally, uh, he, externally speaking, does not fit the description of the Messiah. And uh, moreover, Probably the majority of the Jews are thinking the Messiah is going to be uh, a human being, okay, only a mere man. They don't they don't really conceive of the idea of God Himself becoming incarnate, okay. Um, so this is a really big deal for the immediate group of disciples and Martha in particular to be able to come to the point where they can say. I believe you are the Son of God. The Son of God meaning begotten of God from eternity, meaning of one substance with the Father. They don't use those terms like we would in Christian theology come to develop those fancy theological terms to kind of signify and denote that special relationship between the Father and the Son and the mystery of the Trinity. They don't use that kind of language, but the essence of their faith is there. They believe that this Man is truly a man, but that he's also God in the flesh. That, that's a huge leap of faith. They have to set aside all of these kind of culturally programmed expectations and have eyes to see into the reality of what's before them. That takes an amazing amount of humility, openness to reality, willingness to let go of biases, and the gift of faith. And it's uh, tied into my homily yesterday about the, the developing eyes to see the kingdom of God. 
You know, Martha had a lot of reasons to be pessimistic. Her brother just died. Okay, and she really, really loved this guy. And uh, Jesus, whom all of his disciples, whatever they specifically believed about his identity, they loved him and they thought he was great. And they were hoping he was the Messiah in some sort. He had, a, a, you know, all of his following. But, you know, there was another, uh, the authority figures kind of weren't too excited about this guy. You know, so there was a lot of reasons for them to kind of lose hope and be pessimistic and doubtful about this whole following Jesus thing. But she didn't do, she could just see one thing. And that is the amazing, awesome beauty of this man that she had come to believe in and to follow. And God gave her the insight that he really is the Son of God. And she did believe that he could raise her brother Lazarus from the dead in the here and the now. So she says, um, if you had been here, my brother had not died. You would have had the power to stop to prevent his death. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So she's very indirect. She's saying, I think you can raise him from the dead. And even when he says, uh, your brother will rise, and she says, I know he'll rise in the resurrection in the last day, she is, it's a, it's a, she's being polite in a certain sense. She's being indirect, and that's the kind of tack that a lot of commentators take. She's not now kind of backtracking and losing her faith, but she's just sort of being indirect. It's almost like she is not bold enough to say, Jesus, you know, would you just get on with it and raise him from the dead? She doesn't want to do that, so she's being kind of reticent and, and modest and indirect. But she, the faith is there, and she really does believe that he can work this miracle. And then he goes on and he says, this is a great line here, anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Now, of course, if we have the gift of faith and the eyes of faith, we die in terms of our bodies. There's no doubt about that. But what Jesus is talking about is there is a seed of immortality that's placed in us, and that's the kingdom of God that I spoke about yesterday, my Sunday homily. It's a seed of God's grace, supernatural life. Okay, It's divine life. It's God's own life, which is deathless. Okay, God can't... The divine nature cannot die. is not subject to death. And that... We, we participate in that divine nature through grace. And so in that sense, we will never die. We are, we are deathless. There is a kind of immortality that's imparted to us. And so the scriptures talk about two resurrections. There's a resurrection of the dead when our bodies are raised from the grave on the last day. But there's also the resurrection of the dead that takes place through the holy sacrament of baptism. And all of the baptized, in that sense, are raised from the dead and participate in Christ's resurrection sacramentally. And so this is what Christ is talking about. And along with that gift of the sacrament of baptism comes the gift of faith and those eyes. And so we've got it in us, my brothers and sisters, we've got those eyes of faith. And so we pray to St. Martha today that, like her, we too would have those eyes and that they would be fully functional and exercised and we'd be able to see past all the bad things in the world and the negative things that might be happening in our lives and be able to affirm with with great uh, hope that, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God.